You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie. I'm your host for this show. And with me is Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello. Hello again, Angie. I am loving the Summer of Hope track that we're on right now because I think this is the time when people really need to know that there is a message of hope that they can come to. And so all summer, we're going to be talking about hope. And today I want to really specifically talk about how we as believers can share that hope. Psalm 16, this is what grabbed me, I guess, initially. Psalm 16, verses 7 through 9, it says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. And what I love about this scripture, as we're kind of getting into this topic a little bit, my heart also instructs me in night seasons. To me, that says there's going to be tough times, and this hope is what carries us through. Am I right? Yeah, you're so right, Angie, and I'm, I'm also grabbed by the very end of that. My flesh rests in hope. And what's interesting about that is you cannot rest, really, if you don't have any hope. It's hard to rest mm-hmm. if you don't have any hope. That's true. There is no rest. There is no rest in that. And so what we want to share for those listening today, we want to talk about that hope and what it looks like practically if you have hope. And then maybe you don't. Maybe part of that, the first step is admitting that you're lacking hope. I think that's okay, even as a Christian, to sometimes be so uncertain that you're really not sure what the hope is. So not only do we want those listeners to really understand what the hope is, but let's talk to the people who maybe have never heard this message before. And for those of you who are listening who know the message, here's how you can share this message. Yeah, and Angie, this is a bit of review from last week, but we looked at 1 Peter 3, and verse 15 says, "...but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear." We, having that hope in our hearts, if we're able to be ready to share that at a moment's notice, Mm -hmm. you know, Paul told Timothy, uh, be instant or ready or prepared in season and out of season. So no matter what, don't be caught off guard. But listen, when you have that hope, listen, be ready to share why you have that hope. I mean, you could all of a sudden be in a conversation that you didn't expect to be in at the grocery store, maybe standing in line. All of a sudden, there's somebody who's just all of a sudden burying their soul to you. You have to be able to know what to say back to build hope in that person. Yeah, because I think what we're doing is we're taking the opportunity to actually build faith in their heart, build faith in their life. So when you're speaking hope, that is feeding their faith, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So the next piece that I want to go to, Angie, and uh, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, although 
I don't know that we necessarily always equate it to the word hope, but it's interesting. This is out of Jeremiah chapter 29, and of course, we're starting in verse 11. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture, but what's interesting about this is this is God's heart and revealing His heart and what His plans are for us, and this is the Father speaking to us and why we should have hope. And He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So he desires to give us a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. He says in verse 14, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from captivity. I think this is really important because I think if a person is going to maybe for the first time decide they're going to test the waters and call out on God, sure, they need to know that they're being listened to. And God says it right here. It's a promise. I will listen to you. Yeah. And Angie, I'm reminded this. If someone is looking at God through the eyes of he's this big ogre and he's mad at me and he's upset and all these things because I've failed and I've sinned and all these things. If you look at it that way, you will not reach out to him and hope. But if you look at it through this lens that he wants to give you a future, he wants to give you hope. Mm -hmm. So when you realize the father wants to give you hope, then maybe you will reach out and call on him because he is the provider of that hope. I always say, give it a try because yeah. God is faithful. If he's nothing else, he is definitely faithful. You can take him at his word. And that leads me, Angie, to Romans chapter five is where I want to end with this today, this devotion. And it starts right away in verse one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. There's that word hope again. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. It's what you talked about, Angie, this dark nights, right? Darkness. We glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character, here we go again, hope. Mm -hmm. Character builds in us hope, right? Now, hope does not disappoint. That's where I wanted to get to here in verse 5. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so the Holy Spirit is the author and bringing us this hope. And this is what he's saying. You will not be disappointed because it's knowing that God loves us. It says here that because of the love of God, the love of God, and looking back on Jeremiah 29, 11, when you look at and you realize and understand that God loves us and he wants to bring us a hope and he wants our lives to be good. And so when you realize that, then that will draw you. Scripture says in another spot in Romans that it's his kindness that leads us or draws us into repentance, into becoming one with him again in right relationship. And this again speaks to that hope will not disappoint. You won't be disappointed when your hope is in the Lord and he gave us his Holy Spirit to seal that in our hearts.
And I want to speak to that person who still doubts. And I think that the doubt comes, and it's really kind of piggybacking on what you just said. The doubt comes because somewhere along the lines, God has disappointed you. He hasn't lived up to your expectations. And listen, we're not here to tell you anything. We want you to seek him out for yourself. Because once you start getting into the word, once you start reading the word and understanding what he has to say, then you'll understand just how much he loves you. And that might actually straighten things out when it comes to expectations. We have expectations that God's going to do this, that, and the other thing. And we don't understand why he does these things. Frankly, Mark, I don't think we're ever going to understand the side of heaven, why he does some things. Am I right? I so agree. Angie, you know, it reminds me too of when I share with people, I say, listen, don't let me talk you into something. And I share this with a lot of people. I said, if I can talk you into it, then the devil can talk you out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where I was going. And that's why I point them and I say, why don't you seek the Lord and ask the Lord? Because let me tell you, when the Lord reveals it to you, (laughs) there will be no way that anybody can take it away from you. There's no no doubt. And so that's my thing is it doesn't have to be anything hyper spiritual. It doesn't have to be anything crafted. It really is just a conversation with God and saying, here, I'm pretty mad at you because this happened or that happened and I don't understand it. And I just need some answers. And it's amazing to me how God meets us right where we are. That's another thing that's promised is he will always meet us right there. Amen. So in this scripture, it talks about the reality of going through tribulation. And there is a lot of joy in tribulation. Here's why I say this, Mark, because I was recently reminded of the word desperation. Mm, yes. And desperation causes us to seek God. Desperation causes us to search really hard for hard answers. And we need to be at a place of desperation. And a lot of times that comes with some tribulation. So, Mark, let me ask you this. When do you find yourself growing the most? Well, it's not on the mountaintop. <laughs> it's right? certainly not. Let's be honest. Things grow better in the valley. In the valley. Don't they? Sometimes you got to just hit the muck in the mire, but that's where we grow the most because we learn, because we have a hunger, because we seek him out and we have this desperation. I can remember having no bills paid and having no income coming in and remembering, I'm just saying, okay, God, I have no clue how this is going to happen. I need you. I need an answer. And you know what? He always comes through. Boy, he is faithful every time, Angie. And most of the time he's waiting on us to reach out. Yeah. That's all. So then the next time that this tribulation comes, We have perseverance. That's what this scripture is saying, that knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. This is truth, because the next time it comes around, we have our faith built just a little bit more, and then our character builds, and then, boom, there it is in verse 4 of Romans chapter 5. It's hope, and hope does not disappoint. That's back to what you said. Amen. This has been a really fantastic discussion, Mark, and I do want to hear from someone who knows this firsthand. So we're going to talk to a pastor, and and you're going to give a little bit of a backstory, but the fact that he deals with people who are hopeless all the time, I think, is key. 
With me on the telephone today is a great friend, uh, brother in the Lord, Pastor Fred Gillenwater from Shelby County, Ohio. Pastor Fred, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for asking me and having me today. Yeah, Pastor Fred, I'm thinking about this. To, our topic today is so interesting because the Holy Spirit always does this in a great way. Uh -huh. And it's like, when I think about this topic that we're going to tackle here for a minute, uh, Pastor Fred, and that is sharing hope. How in the world do we actually share hope with others that are hopeless? Uh, I think of you. And so when when we talk about, uh, man, running across people that are hopeless, Fred, <laughs> We've seen it time yeah. and time again, haven't we? Yes, yes. Pastor Fred and I do a jail ministry together in our local county that we participate in, and we run across people that are hopeless all the time in the jail. And I love it because mm -hmm. I just love the way you share hope with people. And that's what we want to talk about today. So Fred, take us through how you kind of mentally prepare to share hope, the hope that we have. Okay. I tell you, that's been a big uh, hunger of mine because I do like to share my faith. And so I've been a Christian for like 39 years, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm more excited today than I was when I first got saved. But the thing is, is this hope idea is really, really, really important because it talks about it in um, Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know how I prepare my heart right. to share it with others. Right. It's good. So it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so the word deferred literally means to comply with another's opinion. Hmm. To comply with another's opinion. And then the word sick, if you do the study on the word sick, the etymology in the Hebrew and the Greek, that word sick encompasses all that's under the curse. So if I'm complying with another's opinion other than God's, it has the potential to make my heart sick. And all kinds of, of everything's in that word sick. Yeah. Anything can happen if I'm, if I'm fellowshipping with others' opinions. But here's the idea. But then it says, but when desire comes, it's the tree of life. Yes. And so the word, the word desire there is in reference to God's will. When I'm in his will, I'm in touch with the tree of life. Or it says this, it says, a wholesome tongue is the tree of life. Mm, that's good. And then it says in Proverbs 11:30, it says, the righteous are a tree of life, and they that win souls are wise. And so I have this passion to win people to Christ, so I have to keep myself full of hope. I don't want my hope to be deferred. How I do that is I try to stay in agreement with God's word and what he says about me and what he's asking me to do. That's excellent, and, Pastor Fred. That, that protects my heart. You see that? Yes, sir. And it says in Proverbs 4.20, it says, Give attention to my words, incline your ears to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. See, out of our hearts comes the issues of our life. Our heart is what we center our life around. So God says he wants us to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. 
So a healthy heart is centered around God and what he says and what he's called you to do. And so that keeps my heart from being sick if I keep my life centered on him. You're right. Yeah, it does, Fred. And here's the interesting thing. We we uh, introduced the notion of you can't offer something that you don't have or that you're not in touch with. So if you don't have hope in your own life, and I love it that you kind of preface that, Fred, if you don't have any hope in your yeah. own life, how can you offer in that to someone life, else? You can't really give it to anybody. Right. Yeah. And there's an enemy. We have an enemy, and he wants to distract us. And so if we're lacking in giving our hearts attention, an unattended heart is really at war with God. Hmm. So the enemy is always trying to distract us. And he'll do it through, you know, like difficult times, adversity, you know, everything that's going on around us. But we have to be giving our hearts attention all the time, moment by moment. The word distract literally means to cause to turn away from the original focus of attention. And see, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He doesn't want you to give your heart attention continually. That's to right. God's word and his will. He doesn't. And and he wants to distract you so you can't have that hope for other people. Right. You see that? Yeah, and he wants to empty us of our hope. Yes, exactly. It says in Romans fifteen thirteen, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see that? Amen. So when if I'm if I'm in touch with the God of hope and I'm continually putting what he says in my heart and my mind about who I am and what he's called me to do, then I'm going to have an abounding hope. I'm going to have abounding hope to share with someone else. You see? I see it. And the word abound means a copious supply. I have I have plenty of hope because I'm in touch with the God of hope. That's filling my heart and now the issues of my life are in his will and producing what he's called and created me to do in my purpose and plan that he has for me. Okay, so let me ask you this, Fred, is now in this uncertain time, how do we meet those folks and how do we share the message of hope? How can we practically do it when there's still so much craziness going on? Well, I've been doing live streams. I've been doing... um, you know, reaching out that way. And, you know, I'll be at the grocery. I'll just share with somebody in the grocery. You know, if they, if they say something negative, I'll just say, Hey, you know, really there's hope in this situation. The word hope means a joyful anticipation of good. He's going to bring good out of it. And I'll, I'll share that at Kroger's with, you know, and people are panicking. See, we need to change the narrative from this panic, fear, and hopelessness to a narrative of faith, hope, and love. And that's what happens when you are in touch with the God of hope. You can give people hope wherever you go because you're a beacon of it when you have, you know, when you're full of what he has to say about who you are and what he's created you for, because that's really what he's created you for to help other people have hope in this desperation and all this despair that we're in right now. That's what the Bible does. The Bible is God's revelation and vision. So when I've got his word in me, I begin to see things the way he sees them. And the word revelation means a prophetic, redemptive uncovering. And so if I'm constantly in his word, it's prophesying to me, speaking to me, to uncover the areas of my life where I need to 
to have this hope where I need to work on it and what I need to fulfill. I get his perspective on it. I get his vision. And so when I have his vision, I begin to see things his way. And that's what he wants. He wants you to see everything his way. Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's really what the Bible is. It's a revelation of who Jesus is. And if we're going to follow him, we need to know what the word says about who he is. And as we see that, we begin to follow him. Yeah, and he's calling us to see it that way, right, Fred? Yes, he calls us. And the word call means to beckon, to invite. You know, he's constantly calling us. He calls us according to his purpose. See that? Yeah, totally. All things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So he's always calling us to his purpose. Amen. Yeah, I just want to take you through just for a minute as as we uh, come to a close here. But I want to take uh, the listeners through for just a minute because I've watched you in action. Fred, as we go in and we minister and serve at the jails and I've watched you become a hope dealer. Hope, H-O-P-E, right, in the jails. Not a a dope dealer. Right. Yeah, Yeah, we're a hope dealer. And, And Fred. Take yeah. us through that for just a minute. Like, tell us how your heart is. Like, you're walking in there, and you're like, I'm going to deal some hope today. Well, I walk in there, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm ready. And I, I just I look for people who, who maybe uh, be discouraged or disappointed or, you know, because the Bible says in uh, Romans 5, 5 that hope does not disappoint. So mm-hmm. if I've got a lot, if I've got some hope in my heart, I can help somebody who's feeling disappointed. That's it. You better. So I look for people who are disappointed and discouraged. And, you know, I've seen, we got a guy in our church. He was full of that, full of disappointment and discouraged. And he's over two years ago, he came out and he was a drug addict. And now he's got a family and now he's got kids. And he just sent me a picture of his family yesterday. He's full of hope. Amen. He's got Christ. He's got Jesus. Jesus is our hope. Without Jesus, we're not going to really have true hope. He is our hope. He's the God of hope. And it completely changes our lives, doesn't it, friend? It changes your life. You can't have him and it not change you. Amen. Well, man. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. I wish we could go on for another hour and a half, two hours, Fred. I really super appreciate your heart. I love our relationship, and uh, I love it that you had some time to carve out for us today and to share your heart with the listeners, those people that may be wondering about hope. Maybe they're hopeless themselves that are sitting there listening to this today. Uh But I Uh pray, Lord, that you just use this time and this discussion today uh, to bring Bring yeah. hope and encouragement. Uh, whether you're a yeah. believer, maybe you're not a believer at all, and you have yeah. no idea what this hope looks like. But Lord, we just pray yeah. that you use this discussion and this time together to bring forth that hope that is no longer going to leave them in a deferred state, but that they would begin yeah. to move into a state of hopefulness, God, that only yeah. comes from the God of hope that you are. And so, Pastor Fred, thanks one more time uh, for joining us. And this is Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.